Hello, Podders. Uh, it's an interesting podcast today. Um, it starts off... Well, it's starting off with just me introducing it. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a clue because you're going to hear Bush start the show with me. Oh, what's going on? Do you know what? I'll just let it get into the podcast and then you can see how it unfolded. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Hometime with Bush and Richie, the official soundtrack to logging off on a Monday afternoon. Good to have your company. Good weekend. Yeah, all, all right weekend, an all right weekend. You'll find out why during the course of the show, but it's been all right. Rough start for mine, rough start. Friday night, uh, yeah. cast your mind right back to uh, the end of this show on Friday. The jukebox is done and uh, there were leaving drinks uh, for uh, one of our producers uh, here at Absolute Radio. So I went straight to that after work and stayed there for quite some while. Yes. Here's the thing. I'm 41 now. I can't do hangovers anymore. Oh, tell me about it. It's awful, isn't it? It's just awful. They last all day. What? Saturday was a write-off for uh, me. Because you posted an amazing little video of you and your son Rocco. Where were you? You appeared to be on all fours like the Hoff in your hallway. <laughs> I was on the landing, all right? I've made it out of bed. He's up. My wife's up. I've made it out of bed. And I'm just sat at the top of the stairs with the stair gate. And he's rattling the stair gate, oh. wanting to get downstairs. And I, I've just got this horrible hangover. I, I can't... So I'm sat on the landing. And I, I don't know whether you can play it here. Even just the sound of him rattling the stair gate is going down the core of my Body. Listen to this, and this is one of the reasons why I agree with you on just knocking the whole drinking thing on the head, because kids don't care whether you've had a few beers. No. They're not going to go, oh, give Dad a lion, you know, he was out late or whatever. No. Bang, they're straight up as normal. Here's noisy Rocco. Rocco. Wow, and that's him hitting the, the gate at He's the top of the stairs. He's just trying to open the stair gate. Of course, his security's not going to be able to, but there's that, and then it comes... To, do, do you know what, like, Friday night, I got off the train. It, yes, it was the last train home, and... Uh, yes, I know I've been drinking. I felt I could have made judgments. I wasn't in a, a, a bad state. Yeah. But, like, as a result, Saturday's just a write-off. I'm lying on the lounge floor in the afternoon just thinking, I can't get up, I can't move. You can almost hear it a little bit in your voice as well. Have no, you, have you no, said, no, no, I can no, hear it a little bit, not. just a little bit lower octave than normal. <laughs> appealing to a different type of strata of animals. Genuinely, right, I, I would welcome emotion to hark back to the good old-fashioned early 90s days of, like, train station, train station pub beer. You know when you used to go to any pub? Yes. You always used to have the same array of Carlin Black Label. Yes. Uh, you'd have a Heineken that was like 1% <laughs> in there as well. Yeah. A couple of real ales, and that was kind of it. The problem is, if you're anything over, say, 35, you can't deal with these craft ales now, and they're all like yeah. 8 or 9%. Do you it's know what I mean? depressing. I might have to hang up my drinking boots. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. It could be him done. One final thing of this clip. Rocco. Please explain to everyone listening right now what that noise is in the background. Oh, that whirring noise is the soon-to-die-because-it's-not-been-charged famed electric toothbrush of my wife. Good honour. Almost rubbing it in a little bit there with the hangover. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the Hometime Show with Bush and Richie. A shoulder to cry on if you've had a rubbish Monday so far. We've got you back. Some brilliant music still to come. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reinforce this. My favourite Kings of Leon song ever on the way pretty soon. Saturday's all day hangover at the age of 41 is now making me think, do you know what, that's it. Hang up the drinking boots. Come on, um, Richie. It's not all over, is it? Is getting it all tweets over? Here, getting tweets here all day. Mine last half a week. Grow up.
Uh, Mark Peacock saying, don't be a quitter. Come on. I've I love that encouragement. That's really responsible encouragement there. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I have the same issue as you to the point where I'm a little bit almost scared of going out and drinking now because I'm worried about what the ramifications are mm. a little bit. I also think as well when you do a job like this, you can't really hide. I don't even like having to talk to someone if you've got a hangover. Even going to the corner shop can give you a panic attack if you've got to ask for something at the counter. Yes. Uh, whereas then you've got to go on the radio and talk. People can hear your little clicky, dry mouth and stuff like that as well. So one, one suggestion, though, and someone said this to me the other day, why not try drinking something incredibly expensive, like drinking only champagne? Like, what would Puff Daddy do? Only drink champagne. Do you know what I mean? That would be a way, being that I'm rather tight, so I've actually <laughs> not having the problem in the first place. So you're not really helping yourself. No. Actually, to be fair, if you go out in central London, the price of a pint of lager and champagne, not Good that point. different, to be no. honest with you. You two on the way next. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, which recommended mobile provider for eight years running? Every little helps. Mike Pete suggesting I move to wine from beer <laughs> and take cod liver oil daily for general well-being. Oh, mate. He says the positive side effect is no hangover. 1600s, he'd have been burnt on a stake <laughs> for that kind of advice. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> now, in other news, you asked me at the beginning of the show how my weekend has been. And I didn't want to put a dampener on the start of the show. It's been a nightmare. Our house is the cursed house. The cursed house? All of my girls are ill. Katie, Thea, Erin, all of them have got this sickness bug that's been going around, throwing up all this kind of stuff. I don't want to dwell on it. But it's out of control, so the whole weekend I've been washing clothes. You know when you wash stuff with, like, a paddle? Yeah. In boiling water? <laughs> I've been doing that. Uh, I've been running up and downstairs with one thing about sick people, very annoyingly specific requirements of what they would like, particularly, yeah. like, how you butter toast and all that kind of thing. Yes. Like, all right, what's your last slave dial? <laughs> get you a finger bell. Uh, and I do genuinely feel like uh, the final survivor in, like, a zombie movie... Like The Walking Dead or something like that. It is quite miraculous. If if, if all three of them have obviously gone down with this, this yeah. virulous strain, yeah. uh, it is a miracle that you are stood there in front of me. Last one standing. I do feel like I've got, like uh, you know, like a ripped vest with like burn marks on my face, <laughs> hair singed with a flamethrower. I'm not having it, though. I'm definitely not going to succumb to it. I've bought myself some aloe vera hand gel, which is antibacterial. Good man. So kind of... I'm going to hose myself, like, in the shower, a little bit like in Rocky, where he gets... No, not Rocky. Rambo, same actor, gets hosed down. But the weird thing is, right, I do believe it's like spreading this thing, and I don't want to make it sound too much like an apocalyptic end-of-the-world thing, but think about this, right, connections today. My whole family got it. Yeah. Next up, I'm sat there, I've just made my other half a cup of tea because she's still poorly. We're watching this morning. Gino De Campo's supposed to be cooking some kind of chocolate fondue thing in time for Valentine's on this morning. Yeah. He doesn't turn up because his taxi turns around halfway to the studios because he gets the sickness bug. No way. He was supposed to be picked up by a guy on a gondola. That guy never even turned up, apparently, according to Philip Schofield. A gondola taxi. A gondola taxi wow. down the Thames. And then on top of all of this, as I was getting my hand gel, yeah. the woman in front of me in the queue at Boots was telling the woman, the pharmacist, just how many times she'd already been sick. You're not just the last person standing in your house. Yeah. You're just the last person standing. Last person standing. So, look, if you're in the same situation, it's just you versus this world of illness. Look, try and think of some form of place that we can all meet up for safety. <laughs> Get to the waterways, 8, 12, 15. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. If you're Republican and you're doing a gig, where are you putting your hits? Do them at the, at the front, right at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous and then ready to go, and then what, what are you doing for the rest of the set? I think you've got to start with ready to go. Really? it's all about ready to go. Oh, good point, actually. It's right And the then beginning. I think you finish with Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> so in the middle. 
It's a short gig. Yeah, just do it yeah. twice. <laughs> this is home time with Bush and Richie. It's a Monday. Just saying that everyone in my family is ill. I'm the last person standing. Uh, but I do believe I'm a part... This kind of like the, a sickness bug that's sweeping the nation. A lot of people seem to be getting it at the moment. Uh, talking about where to go, how to survive. Uh, someone's saying Trago Mills is the obvious choice for surviving any type of apocalypse, says Taylor from Newton Abbott, uh, which would be... Uh, I guess they sell crossbows and bully beef. You'd be all right. And it's a fort. It is a fort yeah. in many ways. It has a castle-like structure. Uh, Ed the nurse says vomiting and sickness bugs are usually caused by viruses, hence the name norovirus. Washing hands with soap and water is best and staying away from the infected as possible. This is the second time today I've come across um, advice about washing hands. I saw some article uh, on the train today about some TV presenter in the States who shocked the world by saying he's not washed his hands for 20 years. Oh, wow. Because he doesn't believe in germs. So he's like one of those who doesn't, doesn't, like, don't shampoo their hair or wash their hair <laughs> exactly, in. Not wash yeah. his hands. Uh, which is mad. Uh, and then this, this same article had uh, World Health Organization guidance on how to wash your hands. Okay. And this is the thing that blew my mind. You are meant to wash your hands as a guidance for as long as it would take you to sing Happy Birthday. That, well, that's ages though, isn't it? I don't, I don't wash my hands anywhere near that. I, I would say right. the standard length of singing Happy Birthday is quite some time. Think, it is. Think about it, because you don't rush through it. It'd be like, so you're starting to wash your hands. Should we give it a go? Sing along at home, by the way, but you're in the car, whatever. Let's just see if this is as long as you would normally wash your hands. And, and we'll, we'll sing it to water. Mr Clean Hands. Here we go. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Clean Hands. Happy birthday to you. I'd have said I yeah. would have walked away from the sink probably about halfway through that song. It's weird, though, but I haven't done that. I don't, I now actually do need to go for a wee. So I apologise for <laughs> throwing anyone's car journey in. Recommended mobile provider for eight years running. Every little helps. Jay from Walsall says, Guys, I'm with you. I'm currently managing two drive through Starbucks stores, and I would say about 70% of my workforce in both stores have gone down with this bug. I feel like the leader of a small group of survivors doing everything I can to keep death away. I've bought new packs of anti-back wipes to clean the headsets and make everyone wipe them before using them. Hanging in there, says Jay. Got to wash your hands. That's what we learned earlier. See you at Trago Mills, Jay. <laughs> See you at Trago Mills. Andrea, on a different subject, says, could you please uh, sing or play a song uh, we're in Malaga celebrating my husband Barry's 50th birthday. Great He'd love name. to hear his name mentioned. Well, we did sing Happy yeah. Birthday earlier. To the tune of Running Water. And and learnt that, Happy Birthday, that's the length of time you've got to wash your hands to stop all the germs spreading. I'm sure it only took about 45 seconds, felt like two or three minutes, didn't it? <laughs> Do we sing again and wash our hands or I'm should we die? Sure. I think we just Let's just on. celebrate the fact that he's called Barry. Yeah. We're playing this for anyone called Barry right now. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, now, I witnessed something fairly unusual over the weekend at Leon C Community Centre that I need to tell you about. Uh, basically, Leon C Community Centre, you know community centres, every every kind of town or village has got one. And it's kind of church hall-y type affair. Yeah. Uh, communal, one of those communal places where you can do Tai Chi, you can do heartbeats, baby classes, OAP yoga. Uh, and it's got it's really close to my house. It's got a really cheap cafe. Uh, you know one of those old-fashioned cafes with a Wi-Fi password that's 35 digits long? <laughs> anyway, so I sat in there, back to the wall on my laptop, 
playing, so people can see me playing football manager. Uh, and just observing, trying to come up with some bits and bobs for the show, as you do. And then I, I witnessed this little girl have uh, an incident, unfortunately for her, that's probably going to live with her for the rest of her life, haunting her. Uh, she was mucking about in her seat. She was about seven years old, sat there with her mum and her nan, mucking around whilst the mum and nana were talking, and she ended up getting stuck in the seat. You know the thing you do as a kid where you try and slide through the gap at the back, the oh, backrest of the yeah, seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. little girl was mucking around. I could, see, I could see it happening. My early kind of danger alarm was going off in my head, but obviously the mum and the nan were so enthralled in their conversation they didn't notice it. Anyway, she ended up getting properly stuck. Ah, oh, poor thing. Properly stuck, uh, crying, absolutely wailing. Everyone in the, in the cafe was turning around. Even the class that was going on in the hall stopped and the instructor looked in because it was such a commotion going on. And it took them about, I'm not joking, about 25 minutes to get her out. Oh. But if you've ever been stuck in anything, when, when you are actually stuck, you think you're never going to get out again. She probably thought that she's going to be walking around, getting married, walking down the aisle with a chair around her waist. <laughs> you get more agitated and you get yourself more stuck in, Completely. I would say. I remember not that long ago getting a slide for a guitar stuck on my little finger. You know those bottleneck slides that you use yeah, for blues yeah, music? Yeah. Got it stuck on my little finger, couldn't get it off. The more I kind of tried to pull at it, the, the more it kind of swelled up and the more panicked I got. It's horrendous. So it does lead me to, I think this might be a beneficial phone topic for everybody, just to get it off their chest, because I do worry that this girl's going to be traumatised. Have you ever got stuck in anything? Stuck in anything at all? 8, 12, 15 to text the show. I did get stuck once in the late 90s. <laughs> here we go, here we go. If I was listening, I'd call in. I will t- I'll tell you what, after this, I will tell you the tale about me in the water park. Water park. Right, you don't want to miss this. It's on the way next. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Ocean Colour Scene on Absolute Radio. Hometime on a Monday night with Bush and Richie. Asking you to revisit maybe slightly painful psychological memories. Have you ever been stuck in anything? I watched uh, a little girl, God bless her, about seven years old, get stuck in a chair. She was mucking around whilst her mum and her nan were having a chat in the cafe at Leon C Community Centre. I imagine she'll be traumatised for life. It nearly took half an hour to get her out. Thing is, you can get stuck in two different ways. You can either do it as a kid yep. and remember the incident, or it happens as an adult. Martin here, great tweet. Uh, a picture of one of those uh, little red, uh, like, toddler's cars with the big yellow roof. Oh, the ones you pedal like the Flintstones. Yes, yes, yes. Saying that he got stuck in one of those in his thirties. Oh. I mean, he had no bu- <laughs> he had no business in being in it. I would suggest in his thirties. You, you just kind of get drawn into it. You don't want to be one of those people in the local paper. So come on, Richie, you've been waiting for your yes. your stuck in it scenario. Um, this was another adult being stuck in something he probably shouldn't have done. Although having said that, I was in my early twenties. I was a lot larger then, believe it or not, okay. um, and uh, gone to uh, a water park. Uh, in pool called Splashdown. Splashdown. Not their fault. I was too big. Got in a flume. (laughs) Yeah, you can see where this is going. (laughs) Went down the first straight. I can imagine the noise. I can hear the noise in my head. Yes. Um, And I thought, I'm not going very fast here. (laughs) And I slowed up and slowed up, got to the first corner and just stopped. Oh, Richie. And it wasn't a question of being wedged like some kind of Homer Simpson. I just wasn't going anywhere because I was just too big. Because normally the beginning of a flume, that's the bit where you build up some serious pace to take you around the remainder but you just weren't going it anywhere it was as if fast. a handbrake had gone and I just stopped on the first bend and all the water's gushing past and you look back up and you can see these other kids waiting <laughs> to go down but some big lad got stuck what do you have to do do you have to signal for help like help me <laughs> I have to crawl back out <laughs> Oh, my God. Crawl back out, and then 20 minutes later, there's some other kid going, look, Mum, there's the, there's the fat guy I told you about who got oh, stuck. Crawling back up out the drain like a rat or Humiliating. something. Like. Oh, so there you go. There's the long... Look at him now. He's just staring into the mid-distance. <laughs> the psychological trauma, 8, 12, 15. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, putting you first. With award-winning customer service. Every little helps. 
Robin coming out in sympathy with me. He got stuck in a flume in Bracknell, 25 for him last year. You must, each of you, be legends in that particular water park establishment. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a legendary status that probably neither of us wanted. The lad from 1987, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, this text says it's from Big Rich in North Yorkshire. Guys, a colleague had his daughter get her hand stuck in the drinks holder at the end of a cinema seat armrest. He told her he'd get it out when the film ended, Dad of the Year, and then the lights came back on. At that point, she pushed further in <laughs> and was stuck up to her shoulder with her full arm in. Three hours later, and the fire brigade had to come and cut her out. That is horrific. Wow. Uh, Carla says, not getting stuck in something, but got a hairbrush stuck in my when I was younger took my parents four hours to get oh, it out no, you'd have nearly to cut had it out. to go to the hairdressers that's horrendous <laughs> And Paul says, I once got my hand stuck in a shark's mouth. It was dead. He does no other explanation, just that text. Uh, Lee, hanging on. Lee, what did you get stuck in? Um, I got stuck in a duvet. <laughs> stuck in a duvet, Lee. Stuck <laughs> in a duvet, yeah. Do you know what? I have to hold my hands up. I like yourself, obviously, then. They are hard to change. I find them really, really hard. I think as well, as an adult, if you, if you kind of subscribe to the get your hand in the corners and pull it, shake it down thing, you can end up looking like... Casper the ghost with the, de- with the whole uh, uh, duvet completely covering you. So we're presuming this is maybe as an adult or as a kid, Lee. What's the scenario with it you? Was, was, I was a kid. I was about three years old. I, um, I went to hide under the duvet to hide from my parents. It was a bit of a laugh. But rather than go under the duvet, I went into the duvet through the little bit that buttons up I didn't realise. Pandora's box. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then spent the next five, ten minutes having a major panic Every time I got to an edge, there was no hole, and I couldn't get back out again. Oh, Lee. Lee, I can... Now, now, see, this story has gone a completely different way to what I thought, but I would imagine, going back to my initial point, duvets are hard to change, you must be useless at changing a duvet, because when you try and do it, you're, you're back to being three and stuck. I know, it's like having a Vietnam flashback. It's terrible. I can't tolerable. <laughs> Lee, this is a cracking way of getting out of doing housework. Let's think what else <laughs> I can be uh, traumatised about. I don't reckon it ever happened. Yeah, he's made it up. Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Hi, guys. I got locked in the swimming baths. I was still in the changing room when the staff left. The alarm was going off. I had to find the emergency exit to get out. I was panicking, but it was worth it as I got awarded six months free membership. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go back in. And then Joe says, Bush and Ritchie, I once got stuck in a mid-calf leather boot. I was trying on in Barrett's. They sent out their strongest member of staff who couldn't get the zip undone either. I then tried to pull my foot out with the zip done up and gave myself excruciating calf cramps. Ended up jumping around the shop in agony, one sock and one revolting stiletto boot on. Finally, uh, because the shop was about to shut, I had to cut myself out of the shoes. I handed the destroyed boot to the sales assistant, <laughs> said politely no thank you and limped out of the shop in shame. <laughs> wow. I feel like we've done well. I feel like we've had some good counselling stories that have helped people. Uh, just to finish things off a couple of people that have tried to hijack this yeah. uh, Chris my dad is stuck in the 60s thanks Chris and uh, Becky and Bradford been stuck in one or two rubbish relationships Absolute Radio The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. is what happens when you take out all the music travel news regular news and adverts from the show unfortunately it still contains the two of them talking it's Van Halen and Jump Monday night, Bush and Ritchie. Or is it dramatic scenes? 
The man who an hour ago was telling you was the last man standing as illness swept his house and that he was the last man standing and was uh, immune to the whole thing has just dashed out of the studio looking as grey as a stone, leaving half a Barocca and a bottle of anti-back and Bush has gone home. The last man standing has fallen. Uh, so if if you use his infamous C2C Essex Loop train home, we know how everyone loves a Bush lookalike. You know what he looks like. If you see him, go nowhere near him because whatever he has is... It's dangerous and he's gone. So, in all seriousness, uh, we have an hour and ten to get through and uh, we have an engine down. So, uh, it's just me left on home time. So, uh, drama. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Monday night. This is Richie. You've missed quite a show today. We started off Bush and Richie as normal. He's had to flee uh, about three quarters of the way through the show with some kind of bug uh, beginning to uh, take over. And Bush now has that personal race versus himself. Uh, Will he get home uh, before the need to throw up on public transport? Fingers crossed. For his sake, I hope he makes it back. Uh, A big thank you to Terry and many others of you who have been in touch over the weekend. You may remember on Thursday's show, uh, Bush and I thanked you guys for your sterling work uh, for boosting the home time listening numbers uh, for our debut set of listening figures uh, since we took over this show in September. We're really chuffed. Thank you very much. The work doesn't stop here. Uh, And we were asking if there was anything that you could do to keep the word alive. That would be great. And Terry got in touch with us over the weekend uh, saying, uh, Richie, Bush, gents, best I could manage was to put your podcast page on every single iPad in the Aberdeen Apple Store today. That is fantastic work. Terry, I don't know whether you had business of going in that store uh, already or whether you were being dragged around on a shopping trip and thought, you know what, I'm going to amuse myself by doing this. But your work is very much appreciated. We encourage this. And if you are inspired by Terry's work and would love to do similar, do it and please let us know. Right now, all this week, we're giving you the chance to win up to £2,000. It's all thanks to Paddy Powers Rewards Club. They know people don't join them out of loyalty. They join them for their rewards. Every day, we're looking for complete strangers to join forces and work together as a team. But of course, there is a twist. Four questions, each worth £500, working together. Two callers building up the prize fund, and then things get interesting. They must decide if they're going to stay loyal and share the money or steal the money for themselves. Three outcomes that could happen. Both listeners say share, they split their winnings equally. One listener says share and the other says steal. The stealer takes all the money they've won for themselves, leaving their helpful partner with nothing. And both listeners say steal, all their hard work has gone to waste. They both walk away with nothing. Let's meet our players. Hi, Katie. Hi. 
Would you consider yourself a loyal person, Katie? Yes, I think so. Good. Let's meet your uh, other contestant. Phil, how are you? Yeah, very well, I think, Richie. Thank you. Same question, a loyal Phil? Very much so, yes. OK, well, listen, we're going to ask you both four questions, each worth £500. You can discuss together what you think and you can build up your prize kitty together. All right, you all know the rules, so let's play. Question number one. Who won Best Supporting Actress at last night's BAFTA Awards? So you can discuss together. Phil, do you know? I, I know which film it was. It was the... Um... The one when she plays the Mad Queen, um, but I can't think what the person was. Best supporting actress at last night's BAFTA Awards. Say again, Phil. Rachel White. You going with that, you guys together? Yeah, I, I can't. It, I, I know who won it, but it, yeah, it's correct. Yeah, it's correct, £500. Well done. Second question. By population, London is the largest city in the UK, but which city comes in at number two? Uh, Birmingham, I think. Happy with that, Phil? I would agree with that, yes. Correct. Two out of two. <laughs> £1,000 in the kitty so far. Question three. With 260 goals, who is the all-time top scorer in the English Premier League? Wouldn't have a clue, Phil. Open to you. <laughs> OK. I'm going to have to think on this. Have a little uh, think, I, Phil. I was between Wayne Rooney and Alan Shearer, and I am going to toss a coin, and it's coming down on... Alan Shearer. Is correct. £1,500 in the kitty. I hope no-one's searching at home there. Final question. It reached number one in 2017, but which American band's fifth album was called Wonderful Wonderful? Phil, I, I don't know. No. You don't know either, Phil? Shall we have a guess? Kit, kit. Let's have a guess. I want to, I want to say The Killers. I'm not, I just don't know. It I'm is the killers. Myself. It is I'm the killers. <laughs> right, OK, those are your four questions. So there's £2,000 in the kitty. Well done. But now comes the real test. Off air, we asked you how loyal you are and if you'd like to share or steal your winnings. Here is what you said. So, Katie, I need to ask you a question. Are you going to steal the money or are you going to share? I'm going to be cheeky and I'm going to get a steal. And the same question to you, Phil. Are you going to steal or share? I'm going to share. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I honestly thought you would steal. Oh, God! Oh, Katie. Oh, Katie. I didn't think it was going to go that way on day one. Uh, Phil, hard luck. OK. <laughs> uh, those were the Sorry, rules. Phil. You both played Thank by you. them. Hard luck, Phil. Katie, okay. congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I've just had a baby, and you know what? I can really spend that money. Well, look, that's the yeah. You certainly can. I know that for sure right now. Congratulations, Phil. Hard luck. Uh, we play again tomorrow. That is drama. I hope Bush. I hope Bush is well tomorrow because I need two of us to go through that. That's quite something. Uh, Katie, congratulations. Uh, you can visit paddypower.com to find out about their rewards club. Uh, this is for eighteen plus, and please remember to gamble responsibly. I need to sit down. 
is the Cardigans. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's the Killers on Absolute Radio, Home Time. Richie, minus Bush. Uh, who managed half the show today. If you've been with us since four o'clock, Bush was boldly going on about how this weekend his house in Leoncee has been swept by a virus and he was the last man standing and was uh, immune to it all. Well, it turned out at around about half past five, doesn't seem that he is. And uh, the way that you guys have so sympathetically been in touch uh, since then has been uh, really touching. And I'm not sure Bush is listening on some kind of Walkman right now now as he uh, sits in the toilet on a train to South End. Uh, but uh, if he is, he'd be touched to hear some of these. Uh, Craig tweeting those poor cleaners. Uh, Matt, is this the start of the zombie apocalypse? It could well be. Uh, Sammy, it seems he didn't wash his hands for the requisite amount of time. Get well soon, Bush. We did discover earlier on you meant to wash your hands for the amount of time it takes to sing happy birthday. And a final question here from Andy. Where does the British Transport Social Police stand on puking in a bag for life five hours before closing time. <laughs> Poor old Bush. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, I feel ill. Joking. Uh, I'm fine. I'm just really, really hungry. You know, sometimes when you, you know you've been around someone who's ill, whether it's a loved one or at work, and you start thinking, oh, my goodness, I think I've caught it. I'm going to chuck up. I'm feeling ill. Uh, and you're not really. You're just frightened of being ill, but you question yourself more than you normally would just because someone around you has been ill. I'm going through that right now. It's pretty easy for me to say that I'm not ill, though, because I've just realised... I'm just really hungry. And if you're hungry, then you're not ill. Because, yeah, what do we eat? Because you're worried about chucking up. There you are. Good discussion about vomit at the end of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Bill Bailey's going to play us out with an anti-backed keyboard. (laughs) 